You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Talking League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast, I'm your host TK, we're up to Wednesday night, Team Doctor, we've got Shooter and Riley and a special guest in the house, let's bring the boys in, Riles, how are you mate? Good TK, all our Christmases that come at once, so TLT and an All Blacks legend on tonight should be good. Yeah, absolutely, now Tim, we're going to have to control you tonight mate, because I know you love the All Blacks <laughs> mate, and just mate, just just keep it easy all right, tonight, but we do love you mate. I'll try to. Now, special guests. Yeah, thanks for that, uh, Timmy. But special guest tonight, we've got Sam Kane joining us on the podcast. Now, Sam Kane is a loose forward and co-captain of the Chiefs. He's captain of the All Blacks. He debuted for the Chiefs as an 18-year-old in 2010, and he made his All Blacks debut at 20 in 2020. Sorry, 2012. He has 137 Chiefs caps to his name, th- uh, 73 Test caps to his name. Sam first captain the All Blacks at the 2015 World Cup before being elevated to full-time captain in 2020. Now, he's a massive lover of NRL fantasy. That's why we want to have him on the show. So let's bring him in. Welcome, Sam Kane. G'day, Sam. Hey, fellas. Pleasure to be on. Um, been listening for a couple of years now, so it's nice to uh, put some faces to the voices. Absolutely. Well, Sam, first things first, mate. I've got to apologise. So, story, ladies and gentlemen, Sam messaged the actual Instagram inbox last year. And uh, I brushed him because I wasn't actually using Instagram at the time. So, Sammy, did I cost you a semi-final or final, mate? What was the consequences? I was filthy, eh? Been, uh, <laughs> been a pretty loyal listener. And at, at my time in need, when I really needed, I was stuck. I can't remember the exact situation. I think it, it came down to maybe I only had a couple of trades left. Um, and I really wanted to get rid of uh, Taumalolo because in the last year he just wasn't scoring what I'd hoped. And uh, I think it was the question was something around like rolling the dice and ending up with no trades. I think, Shooter, you might have you would have uh, given that the thumbs up, eh? No trades with a few rounds to go. Uh, but yeah, got left on uh, no response, so it's pretty filthy. And just have to make up my own mind. Sorry, I think, mate. I don't know where I ended up though. Um, yeah, no, it's all right. It's all right. I'll make it up to you this year, mate. You're on speed dial if you need it, mate. But. Sammy, tell me, how did you, for All Blacks captain, you know, you've had a very successful rugby career, mate. Is this the first, I know other sports do take a bit of a liking to NRL fantasy, but mate, tell me a little bit about maybe your love for rugby league, mate, and how you found fantasy. Yeah, uh, I think you'd be surprised. And, and rugby union circles, or certainly um, here at the Chiefs, there is a, a massive uh, following of rugby league, and it sort of, it probably stems a lot of it from, fantasy but there's even guys who've been watching it for years and and i'm the same i've been watching it um for years i think like just because you can appreciate uh the skill and the the toughness and the um you know there's a lot of obviously transferable skills and you just appreciate some of the brilliance that you that you see in the weekends plus it's always on 
um, it's always on. You know? <laughs> You'd spend your whole weekend watching footy. So uh, stemmed from that, and I think I first did uh, NRL Fantasy way back in like 2012 when you wasn't there wasn't an app yet to log on on the computer, maybe update your team once that week and then leave it, and um, it was hopeless then. In about three, probably only three years ago. Yeah, I think this is my third third season going. Um, yeah, the Chiefs boys were getting into it and sort of jumped in. And uh, now we've got we got two two tiers. We've got the top tier um, <laughs> of sixteen of us, um, and then Div Two, who the boys are a little bit newer to it, and um, promotion relegation Ooh. too. So um, the winner of last year's comp comes up, and then the losers go down. Nice. Now, so mate, within the team, Division One, who, where do you sit in that top, that top sixteen, mate? And who are the ones that rate themselves? And kind of, who are those guys that are probably looking at a bit of a relegation yeah. area there, mate? Call some out. Call some out. Okay. Um, I won't lie. It's a pretty, it's a pretty, a pretty good league. Um, I think we had um, Bradley Slater, who's uh, um, plays hooker in our side. Uh, he at one stage he was half mid season he got up to twenty fourth and I think he finished the year at one hundred and thirtieth. Um, wow, Brad Weber, Brad Weber though the halfback he's a um, co captain with myself. He's he's pretty sharp. Uh, he's he's one he's won back to back comps with us actually the last two years. Ooh. So uh, yeah, he's Webby's Warriors. He's he's tough to beat. He does a lot of research. Um, he's just a pretty switched on lad. But obviously, you always got to have a bit of luck in fantasies, particularly come finals time. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm not sure exactly. Might have finished because because we're not. Uh, it, it's more about the bragging rights in our competition. Um, the overall is just sort of in the background. That, that takes second priority to making sure that we're winning, winning our own league. Um, so, yeah, but we had, we had numerous guys, you know, finishing the top couple of thousand. Yeah, good so. good result, mate. But do, do you have, a, like, a couple of guys that you trust the most? Like, you, you sit at the lunchroom table and you give the ideas out, just a couple of them? 100%. 100%. There's one guy, Luke Jacobson, who's been playing for a, um, a lot longer than we have. And um, I think now, like, information's so available. You know, you go online, you can see pretty much everyone's team. Everyone's pretty open. Yeah, yeah. But he was playing long before that, and he used to – like be so secretive with his trades or what he was doing and then we'd be like come on mate give us something and he, and he wouldn't it was all top secret but he's a lot more open now um yeah brad weber he's he's pretty open and honest and um obviously been a back-to-back champ his, his opinion's pretty valued um and then that guy bradley slater who was, who was going great guns last year um but look, i think it, all the locker room chat between the Div 1 boys is what's got the, the Div 2 boys into it. And, uh, <laughs> just because they, they want to get involved. They want to mix it up. Um, you know, the beauty thing is when we go away for footy, like this weekend, um, you know, you got the whole the night before the game, the night of the game, um, after to, to fill in time as well. And when the footy's on, and you can be checking your, your fantasy scores and updating it. Um, it's all go. So it's a big job this year. I've got a classic and running two draft teams as well, so full-time gig. I like it. Timmy, why don't you jump in, mate, because he's your skipper, mate. Go for it. <laughs> I, I, I did have a question from a from a loyal listener. They said uh, they wanted to know who in the NRL do you think would 
make a good rugby player at the moment, in your opinion? Oh, uh, that is a good question. I think like um, like some of the top halves, like a guy like Nico Hines or Cleary, um, would be able to transfer over, and that that fit would just be like a first five in in rugby union. Um, our game's so so technical. There's so many little aspects to it, but um, who else? I, I think like the outside backs. Uh, can transfer over a, probably a, a little bit, a little bit easier. Um, whereas Roger, two of us, obviously he's he's come from fullback to to second five. And mm. to be fair, in one year of playing playing rugby union, he's done outstanding. I think a lot of people forget that, that Sonny Bill actually had a, a few years in France before coming back and playing provincial rugby, Super Rugby, and then the All Blacks. Whereas Rogers seriously just gone on the deep end with Super Rugby and then straight in the All Blacks. So um, yeah, he's done outstandingly well, and hopefully we can uh, keep him on our side for a wee bit longer. Oh, the Warriors need him, I think. But uh, who do you re- who do you reckon we transfer over? Well, shooter. Oh shit! I don't know. Um, it's hard on the spot, eh? Yeah, I don't know. Lo- lots of the big uh, edge back rows would make. Mean centres, I reckon, like lots of Angus Croydon and and um, yeah. who obviously played a bit of rugby in his younger days. Mm. Um, Cam Murray would be an awesome, yeah, inside centre, second five. Yeah, that's where he played at school too. Eh? Yeah, he's probably too pretty to be a Ford as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know who else, but the, yeah, I, it'd be a hard transition to make. Not that I've played league before, played rugby poorly, but but yeah. um, yeah, what. If you played league, what what position do you reckon you'd play? Um, I'd love to play lock. Hopefully, yeah, a little bit of you're ball playing, ball playing, plenty of tackles. <laughs> yeah, what would your fantasy score be, Sam? <laughs> I'd be a base that sort of guy, uh. <laughs> a king. <laughs> Rolls, jump in, Maybe, mate. Uh, you ready? I don't know, low forties. <laughs> Jewel, mate, you got to play more than tack- one Not position. many tackle busts in me. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like a Jake Jake Trevojevic, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, maybe I could fill in on the left edge if I had to. I can only really step off my right foot. So, oh no, I have to jump on the right edge. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Riley, jump in, mate. No, I'd love. Would, I think a lot of the boys would love to. Eh? It's just, um, it's a pretty big leap. We also had um, Sean Stevenson, who's um, our fullback here at the Chiefs. Um, Wayne Bennett was was trying to get him to the Dolphins. Okay. Um, yeah, he's gone too. Eh? So, yeah, so he's quick. very good. He must be one of the quickest players in New Zealand, I reckon. Surely, he's a big body too. Yeah. Rolls, any questions before we start smashing some fantasy, mate? Uh, Sam, what was the aura like playing for the All Blacks? I suppose you've had a pretty dominant period, and then. I suppose, like, the Bledisloe Cup with the Wallabies compared to playing the Pumas and the Springboks, what sort of the difference there do you use? How does a uh, change room feel? In terms of, like, pre-game or post-game or...? Oh, just in general, like, the feelings around the games. I suppose the Bledisloe Cup for the Aussies and Kiwis has always been a pretty big thing. Yeah, certainly, like, we, we class it as the our most important trophy outside of the World Cup is the Bledisloe. Um, so much rich history, and plus it's actually quite hard to get hold of once you've lost it. Um, 
so yeah, it's been a long time since the Aussies have had it, um, and hopefully we can can keep it that way. But yeah, it's big big importance put on on those games. Um, but in terms of like locker room feeling, it's uh, it didn't really change too much game to game. We try and prepare the best you can so that um, things are pretty similar. But it's uh, yeah, there's no no laughing. It's a pretty tense sort of um, game day. Game day is painful because you know an afternoon kickoff's nice. So you can get there and get into your swing of, swing of things and, and play. But um, some of the later kickoffs, um, yeah, and then the tension builds um, throughout the day. Certainly, I can imagine. All right, Sam, you're here to talk some fantasy, so let's rip in, mate, and have a look at your team and talk some fantasy. Now, just reading your team out, mate. You got Harry Grant at hooker, Joseph Tarpany, Carrigan Smith. That's the cheese. Make up your mid. We got Liero and Hopgood on your edges. Sammy Walker and Cleary your halves. Stags, Alamotti in your centres. Brian Toho. Miller and Warbrick, they make up your wing fullbacks. Your bench is Boyd, Sutton, Ford, Kepi, Dory, Khan Pereira, Talau, and Murdoch Masilla. Now, Riley, why don't you rip in first, mate? What's your thoughts on Sam's team? Really strong team. Uh, just looking at it on paper, Sam. Guns selected all have value, and you've stacked up on reliable point scorers in your mids and halves, which us at Talking Lee see is really important to start the season with. Seven guns over 600K, including the cheese and stags. I think stags is a great one to start with. Just gives you that job security in your centres, which looking at other people like Alamotti and Thompson, they may not have the best job security long term. So I think locking a gun centre in, price just under 550K, I think that's a great choice. Like how you've gone guns and cashies and you're avoiding people like Wilton and Katoa, just think people are maybe getting too caught up on that and it's letting you get another gun in, um, say, Harry Grant. So I see that as being really important as well and come end of the season, it's going to help you generate a lot more cash quickly. Five dual position players help give your squad great cover and balance. Just one thing I picked up on with Ben murdoch Masilla having the buy this week, make sure you move him to interchange spot four and then you can see how Dory goes Thursday night. That way you can work out if you want to loop Dory or play Cappy then. Uh, and then plenty of security in your wing fullbacks. I really like Toho as a pick moving back to the left edge with Miller and Warbrick. There's great job security there. So potentially not having to play that wing fullback roulette, I think, is a great option to start with for the season. Now, Sammy, I brushed you last year, mate. You're following way too many of my narratives here, buddy. <laughs> I could be Stags, Walker. I'll get you to explain it in a second. But Shooter, give me your thoughts yeah. on Sammy's team, mate. <clears throat> well, being an open side flanker, Sam, I can see you've got Ben Murdoch Masilla in there for the for the loop, which is also classed as cheating, I reckon. Uh, so, so being an open side, you like to be cheating around the around the dirty stuff. Um, like obviously, I'm not as big in the analysis as our. Uh, as old Rolls is, he's he's the brains. But um, I really like uh, Kepi pick up. I'm big on Kepi this year. And last year he started at the same price and made, a I can't remember what it was, about 130 to 170K in like three or four weeks. And he's got better job security this year. So um, I reckon he's a pretty good good pickup at that price and he's a bit of an underrated. He's not. He hasn't been really talked about too much this offseason, I don't, I don't really feel like. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall I think you've got, Quite a gun team, a eh? very similar to uh, mine. Probably has looked like this at, at uh, one point, but I've changed it about six hundred times. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and I like Toto because uh, he hasn't been talked about much either. And it'd be interesting if he pays left, um, which I'm not sure if he's going to pay left or right with Taylor Mayer. If he plays left, I'll be quite keen on Toto. Yeah, Sam, I like your team yeah. as well, man. Like, what your team has, a lot, not a lot of teams have, is job security in the back line. Like, a lot of people are going so small, and I know the chances of it all happening on once, like everyone getting dropped, might be below, but it's still a chance, especially with some of these guys having players that are suspended or injured that still need to come back into the team. So I do like the fact that you, even if someone like a, well, all your players pretty much there, pretty much have job security for a, a little bit of time, mate. So you've got to... And like, unlike some of the, like, I know you're carrying uh, like Khan Pereira on the bench and things like that, but he's probably your least least job security there, which is pretty comfortable situation to be in. But, mate, talk to us a little bit about kind of how you set this up. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Probably, like you say, probably heavily influenced by some of the potties I listen to from you, lads, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but the last two years, without a doubt, I've gone, I'm not trading first round and then something someone performs badly and someone goes gun that I didn't have or it may have had it at some stage and I just like end up using two trades round one and then one or two the next as well. So um, I've got to try and view this team like as if I was an actual coach and if I, if I trust the player and he's had one bad game, if it was me, I'd hate to get shipped out just off that for round one. So um, yeah, like you say, I've tried to go for guys um, – and, and believe in them and, and hopefully keep have minimal trades for those first um, four or five weeks. Start with uh, Harry Grant. I've had him. I've just been, I'm probably some of these guys I'm actually just fans of as players as well. And so I'm a big fan of Harry Grant. I've had him um, in draft last year and, and served me well in classics. So keen on him. Um, I think, well, so impressed with Carrigan last year. He's an absolute beast. Um, and I think he had a bit of an injury disruption during the regular season, but um, seeing how he went in origin, I think he's in for a big year. And hopefully, you know, we've talked about Tarpany potentially having a few more minutes this year, um, hopefully, because uh, the Raiders didn't look too sharp pre-season from what I read and saw. Um, I think the cheese is a no-brainer, considering everyone's going for him, and, and hopefully makes a good 100, 150k or see how he goes. I'm excited to see how he goes um, that the rest is actually. hope he has an awesome season. Yeah, for sure. Um, those those edges, uh, like you said, there's was, there was guys who are a little bit more expensive and potentially will score better, but it just allowed me to um, even up the back line a little bit when I had Wilton and Qatar in there. It meant I couldn't pick up stags and, and just what you guys said and ultimately was a strength is... Um, yeah, it wasn't having you know, some cheap wing fullbacks and cheap centres. So, um, and man, you guys would have been the same. Eh? The amount of trades I wasted on centres each year is just horrendous. So it's uh, it's nice to have one in that <laughs> that we're not guessing. And like I say, he's for his for the price he's at. I reckon it's it's awesome value. Um, Sam Walker. Uh, same thing. I'm just a fan of of Sam Walker and how he plays footy. Um, and uh, he he's got he's got better each year. Um, I had him from the start last year and in draft, and he was killing me. Um, 
And in the end, I, I had to bite the bullet and get rid of him and draft. And then he, he came right later, obviously, when he went to halfback. But um, it was probably one of the most painful things was watching his goal kicking at the start of last season and seeing those those missed points. And um, But now I think hopefully I have that sort of another year. Another year older, another year bigger, and um, knows what it's all about. So expecting big things from, from Sammy Walker. Um, I don't really know much about um, Alamotti just off what you guys have said and haven't even seen him play. So that's just uh, just chucking him in base price. That's, that was probably one question I was having is um, one of the questions around Isaac Thompson. Yep. How much you, you guys have seen a little bit of him? Is he, I'm just worried that Alamotti, um, say the Bulldogs don't go as well as um, some are predicting. You could be getting scores and sort of like the in the teens. Um, whereas Isaac Thompson, I know they've got a tough start to their season, but um, on the edge of that back line, could be picking up a few tries. Yeah, he plays on that right wing, right? So if you're going to pick a position in the NRL, Sam, it's definitely going to be on the Rabbitohs' wings because you just know how good the halves and the troll are in feeding their wingers. I guess the biggest thing is kind of where Tane Milne is going to fit because he's got a two-match suspension. So mm. you do kind of run a bit of a roulette that if they do drop a couple of the first games, that he might be the first one out of the team. But great base stats. Riley, just bringing you in here, mate. What's what's your thoughts there, Isaac Thompson? I was looking at Sammy's team, and I saw at the start he didn't have Isaac Thompson, which is an option I have been seriously considering, especially since I brought Stags in this afternoon. Just with that job security factor lurking and not knowing whether he's going to be selected round two, uh, JD has openly... Said he is a huge fan of Thompson. He did play a big role last year for the um, Rabbitohs towards the end of the season. So particularly if he performs strong in round one, I can see him sticking with him. So owned by such a percentage in those uh, centre options. TK, you've spoken about, I suppose, going with the pack round one. I see it as maybe something we all need to consider just to start strongly. Because uh, if he does uh, hold that spot from week two onwards, he could quite easily make 150, 200K. Yeah. He's got eight, 18% owner there, Sam. So given the jewel, I think he's probably someone that you probably should consider because at that price, 319K, again, if you're going to be spending anything under 350 and they're coming from top four teams, like caliber teams, usually yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty yeah. good idea, man. Because even if you do need to sell him out and you've got a... That's probably why I've probably had, like, a few different jewels in there. I know that you've got Talao, so keep, definitely keep him in there at the moment. You, you've done well to have Stags in there. I think that's a great move. But I think if you get maybe one more jewel in an Isaac Thompson, that I think you'll be sitting pretty. Just the only thing that doing that, you're probably going to have to get rid of probably Kepi or maybe a downgrade on Sutton, which we can touch on in, in just a minute. But, Riles, if you were going to move around his team and you had to, realistically, it's going to have to come out of Sutton or Kepi, who would you move there? I think the other option potentially, TK, could be Toho. I know there is upside with him potentially playing on the left for the Panthers this year. With that duel, though, he can play in your wing fullbacks. See, a lot of coaches are selecting him just for the centres. I don't think people are considering mm. enough him starting in the fullbacks. Just with being Warwick and Miller being uh, locks for most people, Thompson could be a third option there, especially if you're starting with Stags 
and Alamotti in your centres and you've got Talao on your bench, I think that's something we need to consider. Yeah. Also, Sam, I guess in round three, Penrith have a buy, man. So you're going to lose Cleary and Toho straight off the bat. So there's going to be $1.4 million that you're going to be sitting down for the sidelines. But should I just bring you, your opinion here, mate? If you were to kind of force Isaac Thompson into this team, what recommendation would you have for Sam? I'm, I'm actually going to go against the grain with you boys. I, I don't really rate Isaac Thompson's chances purely for the fact that he's going to be on the right wing of the Bunnies, mm. who are very left-side dom- dominant. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> I was just looking at Campbell Graham's tri-assist as well. It's like uh, it's only boosted because it's like 0.5 a game throughout the for last year, and it's only boosted probably like that because in one game he got three tri-assists. Um, I think you are probably me personally. Um, that's why I'm staying away from Thompson is because most of the time the bunnies will go left. Latrell will will sweep out the back to the left. Cody Walker is probably a little bit still a bit more dominant than um Elias. Uh, that's why I would be staying away from Thompson personally. There you go. Especially at his price, you can you can uh, go cheapy and probably have a bit more success. <laughs> Yeah, like I think if him and um, Alamotti were similar prices, or I could do it without, what would he have to be like two, two eighty? If he was two eighty and under, I could do it. I probably would, but um, yeah, I'm not that. Alamotti's playing like, playing left side outside Kikau, and who'll be the winger outside Alamotti? Uh, not Kires. It's gonna be Ado Car. Ado Car. Ado Car. there you go. Yeah. So prices and- Sam, the draw for the bunnies. What they got. Sharks, Penrith, Roosters, Manly, Melbourne, Bulldogs, Dolphins, Penrith. So you've got like five really difficult games just to start the season, man. So there's no guarantee that Isaac Thompson, even though we saw him have a 40 average in his two games that he had last year, good base stats. He's a pretty sizable fella. But again, you know, his coach does like him. But look, I don't think he's a must-have. I don't think any player is a must-have. But... It's one of those things, if you can fit him, fit him. But if your team is more comfortable, and like I said, the way your team is structured right now, it's got a lot of job security, man. So if you kind of rearrange it, you're probably going to put yourself in a situation where you have less job security. So it might be a situation where you just maybe just ride what you've got now and just go against the grain on that one. Always got to be a couple of punts in there. Eh? For sure, mate. Take a risk, eh? Well, mate, I'm going tricky Trindle this week just to because I think that Heinz is worse than expected. Sam, just to you know, on when you guys get injured, how cagey is your team in terms of releasing injury information? Um, it's very different in Union because um, we don't have to name it. The teams don't have to be named at a certain time mm. or date. Like they can be named. You know, most of them get named on a Thursday if we're playing Saturday, but sometimes they don't get named till um, till a Friday, and it's just random. I don't know why. Um, I don't think we're we're fairly honest. I think, um, yeah, I don't really. I don't think there's too much hiding of, of information like that. Yeah, not in New Zealand. <laughs> Doesn't seem to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows someone. Everyone, everyone knows uh, someone who's got an insight. We've even, uh, we've even gone as far as uh, messaging some of the league boys that we know through <laughs> different contacts. Say when it comes to it comes to injuries, I think Ryan Madison was one one year. Text message Dillbags, see how long he was out for with the head knocks. Because <laughs> those those are the ones that um, that are hard to get a gauge on. 
you'd not you know you don't you can't put a time frame on them they're, they're no good yeah I was, I was gonna ask you that sam do you guys mix much with the league boys uh it's it's certainly increased in the the last few years i reckon maybe maybe because of like social media a little bit and the ease of of getting in contact um it was, it was two years ago um one of the COVID years, the All Blacks were in, in Aussie um, and some of the boys went and mingled, got to mingle with the, the Panthers after they won. Yeah, nice. Which was um, pretty cool. But there's a few mutual connections there. Um, when, when Clary went to school in New Zealand, um, Hosking Satudu okay. went to school with them. And um, yeah, it's not just random, it's not complete random showing up. <laughs> well, mate, I'm glad they're actually answering your direct messages, unlike myself. So I'm glad that's actually happening for you, mate. <laughs> All right, Sammy, fire away, mate. Next question. Um, I suppose like the the Ryan Sutton one was just a, it's just been a real late inclusion today. Um, pretty, pretty much come off the back of Luke Thompson's news um, with his ankle. So, um, yeah, how do you see it? He's always been pretty solid at Canberra, but um, you think he's got big upside? Yeah, it's an it's interesting. You must have, I suppose. Yeah, it's yeah. an interesting one because their bench. Jaden Tanner is a young prop. Corey Waddell can go from the edge to the mid. Franklin Pelle is an absolute beast, and he's a prop. And then Jacob Preston obviously is an edge. And then we've got Raymond Fatale Mariner who can play a bit of edge and then switch into his lock roll. But rolls. How do you see this situation going on? Because as Sam did mention, you know, Brian, we've seen some really good performances in the past from. Sudden at the Raiders, and now with Thompson and TPJ out, he definitely does assume more of a leadership position given his experience. What's your thoughts on kind of his upside here? Definitely, TK. And just looking at a few stats, his issue is he's never in the last couple of years got a decent run at a starting spot uh, for the Raiders. In 2021, he did get a few games where he averaged 41 points per game in 50 minutes. So I think with Thompson out and shifting to prop, He's definitely going to have an increased role. There was a little bit of mail that came out today. He is going to avoid surgery and potentially only going to miss two months. So I think that's still enough time for him to make 150K at a break, even a 34. I think he can average up around that uh, 40 to 45 mark. You look at his base when he did start at lock. I know it's different to prop, but similar sort of positions. He made 31 uh, tackles and 120 metres. So there's what, nearly 45 points just in base. So it's definitely there. And a little, a few sprinkling of attacking stats in that doggy side. So I think it's definitely there and it could be worth a gamble. I just think he is that mid-range option that it's either going to work for you or it's not going to work for you. So it's a potential risk and you could play it safer and stick with someone like Ford who gives you adequate mid-cover and then go up to your big boys in Haas, Carrigan, Tarpany and Cotter. Mm. So the thing with Sutton, just looking back at that bench again, like Franklin Pelle, like he doesn't have the biggest motor. He'll be lucky to play maybe 25 minutes. Jaden Towner being a rookie, probably the same. Corey Waddell can play in the middle and play extended minutes. But realistically, if Sutton might get upwards 50, 55 minutes, which probably will drag a score of that mid-40s, he's going to have to do that for a while too. TPJ, I think, is out to around 4 or 5. Luke Thompson, a bit of news today. I think it's less uh, less worse than expected. So I think it's 8 weeks or 9 weeks. So you're going to get a good little run there. And it just, again, depends. If you want to go this Brian Toho route, you're going to have to go a mid-ranger somewhere. And he's probably the best option right now, Sam. So 
I don't actually mind it, especially the way that you've gone now. If you were going to downgrade Toho to like, just say Thompson, well, I'd probably recommend you go sudden to like a praying hustle or something like that. But if you do want to have the stronger outside back, well, I think he's your next best option. And I think he can kind of get a, around that mid-40s. So I think he's a pretty good option there at 491. But Shooter, your thoughts? Yeah, my, my only worry with uh, Ron Sutton is just like you, I think you guys have touched on a little bit, is job security. Um, TPJ's back against the Warriors, I think, in round four. Um, what's his job security going to look like? He's probably going to move back to the bench eventually. Um, I was just looking at some stats before as well. Like He averaged 34. He played most of last year from round five onwards and averaged uh, – 34.4 over 41 minutes. So um, I just think there's probably better value elsewhere. Stay with the likes of someone like Jackson Ford, who gives you that jewel. Um, it's probably safer. And as you know, by my trading habits, I'm not one for safe. Yeah. What happens to boys, you've, you've missed out. He's got Jackson Ford. So you're going to have to have a better value option. You both pointed him out. So if he wasn't going to have Jackson Ford, he needs someone else. Would there be anyone else that you would consider? Ross, first. I think Sean Kepi is a decent option to consider TK, uh, which he's already got. got. As well. <laughs> he's got Kepi, buddy. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider loading too much uh, up on the mids. I see Kepi, Sutton and Ford as being adequate cover there, especially with plenty of values in the edges. I don't think we can get too overexcited with stacking our team full of mids. Mm. I guess the My other thought was... Um, Potentially, because I hadn't really thought about um, the, the buy round three for those Panthers boys. Mm. But um, I had thought about putting um, Joseph Sauli in that instead of uh, Toll and then using that extra cash elsewhere. You have been but, listening um, to me too much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I love Sauli. I think he's going to be an absolute gun. I think the good thing about yeah. the Roosters, mate, is they finished their buys relatively early. I think it's around 18 or 17 by memory. And I think that's going to be the time, just in that first, that second trial, Sam, Sueli, he's just his defensive work, just kind of wrecked of someone that hasn't played that position that long. So I think there's going to be a bit of an adjustment period. But when he comes good, I think he's going to come good and come good very well. So the only other problem that you have with that is you've got Walker and Cheese in your team. And then the Roosters have a buy in round four. So you're kind of going down that same sort of route. So I think you've already kind of loaded up on the two Roosters that you want there. So maybe stick clear of Suahilihi for the time being. Really, I think the guy that you might want to get in there as well, I know you don't have Sean Bloor in there at the moment. Now, I was having a look at a picture of John Bateman from the, when he arrived a couple of days ago. And he was not in good nick. So it's going to probably take looks him. Like a me. Few, yeah, he does look like you. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's been hanging out with you, that's for sure, Timmy. But, mate, I think it's going to take him a while. It might take him maybe six weeks to get up to scratch. And even by then, he might become a middle because, like, last year at Wigan, he played a lot of lock forward. And I think that's kind of at his age now at 29. I think maybe playing on the edge might be a little bit past him. And they might go with Sean Bloor, who played really well in that second trial, and he's locked up that position now for the start of the season. So I think maybe that's a guy that with a bit of job security, with a really athletic frame that, you know, I would probably replace Ben murdoch Masilla. I wouldn't worry too much about kind of looping in round one. I'll be out there yeah. trying to make a bit of cash there, Sam. Yeah. No, that's good. The, pro- 
the, the problem with Ben Murdoch Masilla as well, you, you don't know if he's going to get named next week. It's all it's all rumours at the moment, and because to be fair, he didn't play that well at the Warriors, and he, he has lost, he's like lost a lot of weight, played seventy minutes in the trial, but then he doesn't get selected for round two. You're stuck with a 250k player mm. with a. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit harder to to cash out. Yeah, it's good advice, lads. Yeah. All right. One of our boys got stuck with um Sean Russell last year. <laughs> yes, yeah. so did I. <laughs> and <laughs> kept him for two months. So now that's a good tip. Cheers. No, no dramas. What's your next question, bud? Um. Nah, none. I don't think I'm pretty happy with that. Finally, eh? That that I'll make that one change. Blow for Murdoch Masilla. Um, might have a little. What we're talking about potentially changing out Sutton for someone like Katoa. Oh well, you've got. You know that what I like about that is the fact that you've got cover on the bench with Ford and Kepi. So that means you've got two mids there already, and then you could probably go down, save some cash, and you you know what? By banking a little bit more cash, I'll just figure out what price is. I think he's four sixty. You're going to probably end up with about 80 in the bank, which is good. So he's at 448. So you're going to, have to do more than that. It's 40. It's about 90K that you're going to end up in the bank there, Sam, which is really good. We'll talk about that kind of cash that you need in the bank because we're going to make mistakes, man. But the thing is, we're going to have to correct them over those first few rounds. But if you've got no cash in the bank, it becomes incredibly hard to correct some of these cashies that we have to do. But, Rolls, your thoughts there? Maybe going Sutton to a Katoa and then banking some cash? I really do like that option, TK. The other one is Garner around that price point, although he does already have Cleary, so potentially want to steer away from him as well as with Toho in your wing fullbacks. So that would put three Panthers out players round three, which is probably going to be pretty hard to cover. The other one to maybe go up to is Teague Wilton or Egan Butcher. They are a little bit more of a mid-ranger, but they do have increased roles. This year we have a decent sample from Wilton. Can I afford them? Does that, does that work? Because I am a fan of Egan Butcher, eh? Jeez, he goes good. Yeah. Yeah. You can just get Wilton, but I don't think you can afford Egan Butcher. Butcher's 561. And then... Bank manager, Riley. Wilton is <laughs> five... You could afford Wilton, mate, and you don't have any Sharkies yeah. in your team. The thing with... If you get... If you get the other bloke, you're going to have three Roosters again. Yeah. I think that... The thing too there, Sam, like you look at Sutton, who's probably going to average, let's say, 40, early 40s over the first couple of rounds. He is going to make cash. You look at someone like Wilton, we've got a sample where he's going to average up close to 50. So you might have to spend an extra 30K to get 10 points per week, which is with greater job security as well. So I think that's something to consider, even though it is going to leave you shorter in the bank come round one, which, yeah, we just spoke about. You do want to have... I'd say 50 to 80K is probably the sweet spot. Mm. Uh, that's right. I'll be making that much money off these boys. When, uh... <laughs> 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 well, no, I have a player. I quite, like, I quite like the look of that. We could have a Sharky in there too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Spread the love a little bit, mate. So even though – so that's the thing. I would love to have Wilton in my team. Like I do think there will be a slight offset of Nico Hines not playing, but who knows? It might be only one week. Like I'm going to take the chance of Tricky Trindle maybe being in there for a few weeks, but I'm also in a situation where I don't mind burning one trade early on in the season. So it's going to be my punt that 
the Sharks are. You know, we talked before, before about caginess between professional sporting org- organisations. The Sharkies with Fitz are incredibly cagey, like, and it's bad. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think from what I've been told, yeah, I do have a couple of sources there at the Sharks that, yeah, I think it's worse than what they're actually making it to believe. So I'm just going to back that but you know i'm a sharky's fan so i hope he is back around too so sam could probably just uh chuck old dan carter a text and uh from that instagram yeah <laughs> and just chuck us a dm and we'll keep a secret <laughs> sam's our middle yeah, man yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. love it, love it. mate i think your team's no, coming cool along see, really um, well mate it's cool to see those boys um mixing with someone like dan carter working on their kicking etc it's awesome yeah <laughs> Definitely, mate. Now, any other questions, Sammy? I think you're pretty well set. No, that's yeah. What do we decide? Sean Bloor, Sean Bloor, and for Murdoch Masilla, um, and then Sutton to Wilton. Sutton to Wilton. Let's see how much cash you got left over. Yeah. And then what you hey, should Sam, who are you going to get twenty k? I'll go Cleary. Yeah. Everyone's asking in the comments. And then what you should do after, what you should do after that, Sam, is move Wilton into your starting lineup for Lerero and just send the yeah. group chat just a picture of your starting thirteen and just go, just start talking as much shit as you can. Because it's really look pretty ripper. <laughs> yeah, well in our group chat the boys have already um cottoned on that I was jumping on with you lads. So they'll be uh, they'll be tuning in. <laughs> One of the boys that Sean Stevenson two years ago he he just had a um, he went on one of the Facebooks, found a, a team that he liked, and just copy and pasted it to his team. <laughs> <laughs> we we were into him that year. He, he, I think he even called his team copy and paste. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, Sam, before we let you go, we'll read a couple of comments from the audience. Now, Kim wants to know: Are we able to pick you in our team? <laughs> I'm not on the app, unfortunately. No, I think I'd be a bit of a battler too. Sorry. Yeah. Another one from Jordan. What he's, price would you come in at, Sam? Oh, he's two two fifty. <laughs> Jordan Gibbons, mate. He goes, "Let's go, Sammy World Cup, brother. We on." So I think he's a Kiwi yeah. there for sure, mates. One of your fans, uh, Heath Roberts, mate. He goes, Sean Stevenson, Dark Horse All Blacks this year. Okay, he's backing your boy there, buddy. And yeah, 100%, hopefully. Mate, Kirk loves your Sammy Walker call here, bud. So, bit of love there from Kirk. And Kim, he said, you're the man and all the best in the World Cup, man. A few others. Thanks, Barrett. Do we really think Ford's going to get there? Sean yeah. Stevenson's in the comments. Oh, Sean. Is this the real Sean, you reckon, here, Sam? Sam came <laughs> yeah. to that oh, real fantasy. Yeah, no, that's his photo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's ripping you apart here, right? Mate, he'll be, he'll be copying this team. <laughs> Might have to invite Sammy and uh, Shawnee on the show as well. All right, Ben Alexander, going to take Sam Sam Kane as your mid value. So, I've, mate, I'll just kill you. You're a four fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be right. Yeah, oh, at least there's a little bit of value in me. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Parker up the mighty bay. Go well, Sammy boy. You got plenty of fans here, mate. Cheers, Luke. Cheers, Luke. Cliffy Stone, if you would have been in fantasy, I reckon you'd be 390 to 450. He's looking after you here, mate, as a mid-ranger. You've got a bit of value yeah, here, Sam. Jesus, Jesus, generous, Cliff. <laughs> and 
And one question actually from Ash, mate. He wants to know how many years have you played, Sam? How many years is it now, mate? Um, I think I think it's my fourth year. Fourth year. Fourth year playing. Yeah. Perfect. Well, oh, minus minus that year way back, ten years, fifteen years years ago, whenever it was. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Sam, mate, I really appreciate you jumping on the show again, mate. Sorry for brushing you, mate. Like you said, like I said. You're on speed, speed dial now, mate. No, no, I won't. I'll brush all the other Chiefs boys, mate, on the All Black boys. You're, you're, you're our own. Yeah, make sure. This is exclusive, yeah. mate. Yeah. Cheers, lads. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. And, um, all, all the best this year. I'll enjoy tuning in, as always. Yeah, absolutely. Now, people, if, if you want to follow Sam, he's on Instagram, samkane7. He's got a pretty interest, interesting Instagram there, mate. So, yeah, definitely get on board and follow follow the journey. Uh, cheers, TK. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Team Doctor. The boys are back tonight with Wacky Wednesday, and then we've got live Q&A tomorrow. Me and Roll will be jumping on that. Probably be about 6.30 Australian East End Daylight Savings time. So that'll be, what's that, 8.30 in New Zealand. So about an hour before kickoff in the NRL. So tune in and come ask some questions and that. But thanks again for your company, and we will catch you next time.